You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today, um, only because of the overwhelming amount of requests, we are going to do Boom Roasted. It feels kind of lazy because it's the bears. How, do you, how can you not roast the bears? But we're going to do Boom Roasted. Uh, we'll look at some of the latest injury reports and just see if there's anything new, updated, whatever. And um, then just kind of go over the games for today and the implications therein. Have been slacking a little bit as far as getting the PM episodes up, and I know some of you are wondering about the stock market episode. There probably just isn't going to be one because we got, you know, it's already up for today. I mean, we've the new week starts today. So, by the way, I'm not in there yet either. i got to do that too. Um, if you want to play the stock market game, it's where you buy and sell Green Bay Packers players. No, not like that. We're, we're not talking about, you know, immoral acts. Besides, you don't have enough money. It's a uh, stock market game where you buy and sell based on their performance. If you don't know what I'm talking about, get in the Facebook group. You'll find a post. It's not that hard to figure out. Uh, we'll give you a thousand fake dollars to spend if it's your first week. And uh, there you go. Preliminaries. Oh, do, do we have to do another giveaway or did I do that yesterday? I think we got to do another giveaway. I can't keep track, but even if we did one yesterday, I'm tired of waiting, so we'll do another one today because nobody reached out. So if I can keep all that straight, that's what we're doing today. Um, Also, as far as preliminaries, if you could follow the Packernet Facebook page, I know there's not much to it quite yet, but I am going to be working on that. That's going to be my primary focus uh, for some time to try to build that up. I'm going to try to automate some uh, Packers news in there just to kind of keep you updated in that way. Also, get you all the latest on the podcast. And uh, if you could, send me a message on there. Just message the page. It's going to ask you a bunch of ridiculous questions. You can just ignore it. I just want to... It's, it's By the way, it's sort of an opt-in. And like I said, what I mostly want to do is reach out with things like polls and whatnot. If you don't want to be bothered with that, don't message me. Uh, if you do, just send me a message and then you're essentially opted in. And then I can annoy you as much as I want. But I won't. It'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll play it cool. I gave you that speech yesterday. I think that's about it. I don't, I don't have much going on. Oh, there is one thing. Um, I mentioned about a week ago that I was doing a giveaway for a, a free t-shirt... If and you guys can share the pinned post on the Facebook group, in the Facebook group, in it, on it, through it. I didn't abandon that, but I did set a limit on how few shares I would like. Right now there are only 20 shares. I'll, I'll drop that down to, you know what, I'm not dropping anything. 100 shares. 100 shares is what I want on that, and then I'll do a free giveaway. That doesn't even necessarily mean 100 people, even though that should be easy enough. If we can get 50 people to share it in two places, somebody's getting a free t-shirt. So what you'll be able to do is pick from any of the t-shirts in my store, and I will send it to you free of charge. But uh, we got to get to 100, which is 80 more shares of that. The post is pinned right to the top, so it's not super hard to find. All right, I think that's enough. We'll take our break right now, and we'll be right back with the newest winner of the jersey-slash-picture-signed thing giveaway. So today is officially game day. I suppose if you really wanted to, you could still go to the game. 
but I want you to really start thinking pretty hard about the Minnesota Vikings game. I'm feeling good about this Bears game. I think the Packers are going to win. I think the crowd is going to be loud and raucous. However, I think everybody's feeling relatively pessimistic about that Vikings game. And the big part of the reason is because that's a tough place to play. However, just like there's going to be a lot of Bears fans at this Packers game, we really got to work on invading Minnesota. When the Packers go to play the Vikings in their home stadium, we've got to flood that place. So think it over, and at the very least, download the Vivid Seats app, see what the ticket prices are like, check Google Maps, see how far it's going to be to get there, or how long it's going to take you to get there. And if you're thinking about it, make sure when you buy those tickets, you use Vivid Seats and use promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now... Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, so right out of the gate, the winner of this here contest is Instagram name Bascot8, also known as Jameson Got. Jameson, my man, you got a day or two. Reach out on Instagram. Hit me up. We'll get you some stuff. All right, let's get going with a little boom roasted here. Get us warmed up a little bit. Boom. Roasted. Your brilliant GM had the opportunity to trade back to 10 and get Pat Mahomes, but instead decided to trade from 2 up to 1 to get Mitch Trubisky. Boom roasted. I'd like to reiterate that Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback. Boom roasted. All of your hopes and your dreams were built on the back of Vic Fangio's defense, who is currently in Denver, turning their defense into a powerhouse. Boom roasted. You all thought you were going to win the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) Boom roasted. You inexplicably got rid of Jordan Howard and drafted, with your earliest draft pick, a Jordan Howard clone that isn't as good as Jordan Howard. Boom roasted. Your brilliant GM also thought a good way to save money would be to cut Robbie Gold. How's that working out for you? 
The last time you guys had a first-round draft pick that was worth the position you took him was probably Greg Olson in 2007, and the Panthers would like to say thank you for that, by the way. Boom roasted. The best quarterback in your franchise history is probably Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. The only guy that could maybe take the mantle of best quarterback away from Jim McMahon would be Jay Cutler, who, interestingly enough, is probably our fourth or fifth best quarterback also. Boom roasted. Your only win against a team with a winning record is going to help the Packers win the division. So thank you for that. As usual, the Bears are nothing more than a step stool for the Green Bay Packers' success. Boom roasted. You guys traded away all of your draft picks and all of your money for a guy that is currently fourth in the division for pressure percentage. He is behind Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, and Preston Smith, and is also tied in total pressures with Everson Griffin. Boom roasted. And finally... And... Oh, he hits the upright again! That's impossible! It will be Did this hit the, the upright the and the crossbar? Oh my goodness. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Boom roasted! Boom roasted! <laughs> okay, I'm feeling much better now. So as it officially stands right now, there's still going to be some game time calls, but um, Taylor Gabriel is out, Bobby Massey is out, Danny Trevathan is out, obviously Roquan is on IR, so he won't be playing. Roy Robertson-Harris, who is the guy that destroyed us um, in our first matchup in week one, not the greatest player in the world, but still, he is questionable, usually means he's going to play. He has a foo injury which I'm assuming is supposed to say foot, but uh, we'll stick with foo injury. I don't know if that's tofu, kung fu. Kung fu would make a little bit more sense. Tofu would be funnier. I'll, uh, I'll have to follow up on that one. Javon Wims also questionable with a knee injury, which if we're keeping track, Taylor Gabriel is out. Javon Wims is hurt. Obviously, the top guys that they have are Robinson and Miller, but um, that doesn't leave them super stacked at wide receiver. As for the Packers, uh, Brian Balaga is... Wait, wrong line. Kevin King is questionable. Jimmy Graham is questionable. Usually questionable is a good thing. However, last week I think he was questionable and didn't play. That's correct. In fact, on Friday he was a full participant in the game but didn't play. Now, some people speculated that maybe they were resting him because Washington isn't that big of a threat. I find that somewhat hard to believe unless you think that Kevin King is, I mean, it's pretty close in terms of Kevin King and the next guy up. Because you just don't do that. You don't risk losing a game because you're just going to rest people because who cares. However, still a pretty good sign that he's going to play. And then, you know, you could kind of see if it's kind of iffy. Like, you know, he probably could play, but he's there's a good chance he's going to re-injure it, so we'll rest him. However, in a very high-profile, very important game, like the Chicago Bears, Vikings, whatever, we're going to put him out there and we'll see how it goes. I don't really know. I'm leaning toward he'll probably play, but we'll see. And again, as well as... Everybody played in Kevin King's absence. It still might be a better situation with King in just because without King, Tremont goes to the outside, and essentially we, we go backwards a little bit in the slot because I don't think Sullivan is as good as Tremont. And then we also probably maybe go backwards a little bit because I don't think Tremont... No, I shouldn't say that. I do think Tremont is a better corner than Kevin King. I'll just be honest about that. However, Tremont did not play very well last week when he was on the boundary. So we'll just call it what it is. But anyways, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Obviously, some potential for Josh Jackson to go back out. Hopefully, he gets another opportunity, uh, at least a little bit. Um, depend. I mean, he may not even play, to be honest. I think he will. I know he had a personal matter. I think his dad passed away, but he was a full participant on Friday, so more than likely he'll play. Um, 
I, I before we move on to other games, I just want to highlight how unbelievable the health of this team is. This isn't just a matter of, you know, good we got rid of McCarthy where we had a billion injuries and then now we're doing better. Nobody in the NFL, I, I would I would venture to guess that nobody in the history of the NFL has been this healthy ever. This is ridiculous. Every single week, and it gets worse every week, and I know I'm going to jinx it, whatever, I don't care. I'm going to say it anyways. Every single week, we see critical piece after critical piece after critical piece go on IR or be injured or whatever. Every single week for the past three to four weeks, the Packers have been 100% healthy pretty much since the bye. Devontae Adams was injured and was out for a while. We went into our bye week. We came out, and since our bye, basically nobody's been hurt. I mean, I'm sure everybody's banged up a little bit, but nobody has been out with the exception of Kevin King for one week, maybe two if he doesn't play. But basically everybody was practicing on Friday, everybody. The Bears not only have guys out, they've got, let's see, one, two, three of their tight ends are on IR. Just their tight end. Three of them, IR. Akeem Hicks is just coming back from, you know, IR designated for return. They've got two tackles on IR. Sherrick McManus, their defensive back, who's actually pretty solid, is on IR. Josh Simmons and now Roquan Smith are on IR. That's just IR. We're not even talking about all the other injuries. This is pretty remarkable. And it means a lot when you get toward the end of the season because, I mean, again, all these teams that are playoff and Super Bowl contenders have got some pretty serious stuff going on. The Saints just lost Marcus Davenport. That's pretty huge. They've also got Sheldon Rankins on IR. I think both of those happen very similar, very close to each other. Caden Ellis and uh, Alex Anzalone, they're both on IR. I mean, in total, they've got 10 guys on IR. 12 if you can consider um, Chase Hansen and Keith Kirkwood. I mean, Baltimore's got Pernell McPhee, Matt Skura, seven other guys on IR. The biggest guy that we have on IR right now is, what, Equinemius probably? Maybe Jason Spriggs? Or you could say, you could argue Lane Taylor if you think he would have a spot on this roster right now. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that I don't care about these guys, but these are not critical pieces. This isn't Marcus Davenport. The Patriots have 12 guys. I mean, the Texans lost J.J. Watt, which is pretty common. But they have 13 total guys on IR right now. 13. Titus Howard, tackle that they drafted, as well as two other tackles are on IR. Lamar Miller, their running back, is on IR. J.J. Watt is on IR. Isaac Whitney is on IR. Joe Webb. I mean, the Vikings are also very, very healthy. But for the most part, this is really, really incredible. I mean, the Vikings are healthy in terms of who's on IR. They've only got three guys plus uh, David Morgan, so four guys. They've got some banged up people, but overall very healthy. So anyways, I, I just, it's another big aspect that also goes to being a good playoff team, being healthy. So anyways, I know I'm going to get absolutely eviscerated if and when somebody goes down for the season in this game, but you know, whatever. Credit where it's due. I'll take my licks. So first of all, Philadelphia-Washington. It's only really a big game for Philadelphia. For our sake, it doesn't really matter. One of those teams has to be in. I would like it. Yeah, see, I, don't, I, I did this last time too. I would like it for Philadelphia to win just because I want Dallas out. But at the end of the day, we already lost to Philadelphia. Either way, it's kind of a tough matchup. I think they match up fairly well. Good offensive line, ability to run the ball, capable quarterback, decent enough wide receivers, solid defense. If anything, I guess I would take Dallas just because they seem in complete collapse mode. Not that Philadelphia is doing much better. So I, I guess what I want is Washington to win just because, again, one of these teams has to be in, and the more Philadelphia and Dallas lose, the more incompetent they are, the less likely it is they end up knocking us out of the playoffs. But again, ultimately doesn't matter. The same could be said for Tennessee and Houston, although they've got the same record. I think, if anything, I'm rooting for Houston just because Tennessee seems to be on a bit of a warpath. And this is one of those things. If Tennessee ends up getting in, 
And if they win, they're currently in line for the fourth seed. I shouldn't say that. Let me run through a few more of these. So if Buffalo beats the Steelers, then both the, the Texans and the Titans are in. But the Titans are a higher seed, obviously. But anyways, this is one of those situations where there's always a team. There's always a team that's in the playoffs that I look at kind of crossways and go, eh, I don't know if that team really belongs. That team historically, and I'm telling you, that team historically ends up doing very, very well, right? The Seattle Seahawks were a good example of that. There were several other teams last year. The team that I, There's always a team that I look at and I say, you know what? I want to watch out for this team because I think they're kind of one that doesn't belong and they could come back real strong. Baltimore was my team last year. If the Tennessee Titans kind of push into the playoffs and they're one of those teams that are like, yeah, it's Tennessee, I don't know. That that might be my pick to, to kind of be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how big of a deal it is, but to kind of be on the right track. That one kind of fits my mold of like, what are you doing here kind of territory. So that'll be interesting. And I, I do think Tennessee will win. Although we got to see if this whole thing is a fluke with Ryan Tannehill and whatnot. I know he's tearing it up, but I, I say this all the time with, with the media getting all hyped up on stuff and then everyone else gets hyped up on stuff. And it's just assumed that Tannehill is this great quarterback now. It's also possible that he's had like two really good games and it's about to come to an end because that happens all the time in the NFL. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think I want the Texans to win just because they're a bit of a known commodity. And if they do, maybe there's some weird thing where they could end up being in. But I believe the Titans are kind of out as of right now. Giants, Dolphins, who cares? Uh, you know, as far as draft seeding, it matters. Miami, if, if you're a Dolphins fan, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast, but you need the Dol- you need you guys need to lose that game so badly. So badly you need to lose that game. And the Giants definitely need to lose that game because they're looking to get Chase Young. And you guys desperately, desperately, desperately need to lose this game and you want Cincinnati to beat the Patriots somehow, some way. It's not going to happen. But just just to secure the spot, I'm sure Cincinnati's going to look for Joe Burrow. Congrats to him, by the way, on the Heisman. But, you know, as far as the draft goes, the Giants need Chase Young so badly. And that would be huge for them, by the way. Denver, Kansas City, obviously I'd like Denver to win just because I, I've been saying for a while I think Kansas City's about to fall off. They're 9-4 and four right now, which I know their quarterback was hurt for some time, but this is not the same Chiefs as it was last year. There's no question about it. And I don't think Denver is 100% going to lose this matchup because their defense is getting solid. This Vic Fangio effect is kind of coming on strong a little early. It took him like three years to build up that Bears defense to where it was. This is already a pretty solid, I mean, it, it already was coming in, but he's he's got this thing going high octane. And the Chiefs are kind of relegated to just a couple weapons now. It's, it's their quarterback. Well, I mean, they got the trio, the quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, but you know, teams are learning and their defense is so terrible. I, I don't know, man. I'm not 100% that Denver loses this game. I, I would pick Kansas City for obvious reasons, but I, I don't know. Denver's got a shot. Bears-Packers, there's no point talking about that. Obviously, we're rooting for the Packers. Tampa Bay-Detroit, I want Tampa Bay to win, number one, because it's Detroit, and, you know, just stomping them into the dirt is not the worst thing. And, and again, I've been saying for a while, this is not a guaranteed win. Them losing to Detroit is further verification that their team is just not very good. But even then, we've got potentially Matt Stafford coming back for the Packer game. So even then, it's kind of like, you know, if nothing else, we're stomping out any will to play and that would be nice if Tampa Bay could help us with that. Because what I don't want is something similar to what's happening with the Bears, where there's, there's this feeling of, dude, we're pretty good. Now, on the flip side, if they win, the one benefit would be, I mean, right now they're looking at a top five pick in the draft. I know most people don't like thinking about that far in the future, but they're already out of the playoff. If they could win out with the exception of the Packer game and pick, you know, kind of like the Packers did at 12 as opposed to picking at three or four, that'd be kind of nice. Patriots-Bengals, I would love nothing more than the Bengals to win just because I want this Patriots thing to completely derail. I'm ready for that dynasty to be over. I'm so beyond ready. I don't think I need to elaborate. I'm sure we're all on the same page, but I just want this thing to crash in a fiery heap. 
Seattle, Carolina. Clearly, we want Carolina to win. If Carolina wins, that drops um, Seattle down to 10-4, and four, and with the Packers' victory, that would make us 11-3, and three, just providing a little bit more cushion. Now, for the most part, that doesn't super matter because it's really just a matter of the number one seed either going to San Francisco or Seattle. However, there's always flukish things that happen, and the, mo- the higher our record can be and the, the lower everyone else's can be just provides that little extra bit of cushion, someone that's not really a threat. But uh, really, it only comes into play if the 49ers end up losing, you know, a, a couple games here or there or whatever. I don't. I mean, it's it's really really unlikely. But still, I want Seattle to lose. Minnesota and the Chargers is is the biggest game outside of the Packer game for a relatively obvious reason. If the Vikings lose this game and the Rams beat Dallas, both of which are entirely possible. The Vikings aren't eliminated from the playoffs, but it's one of those things where if the week were to end, the Vikings are not in the playoffs. It also makes it much more unlikely or or possibly even impossible for the Vikings to, I I think it might even be impossible, if the Packers win and the Vikings lose. Let's just run that out. Yeah, so I guess that's not entirely true because if we lose out, we will have lost as many division games, or I guess more. I don't know. The the Vikings would be ahead of us in the seeding with both of us being at 11 and 5. So that's not entirely true. So we still need to beat the Lions. That's still pretty important. I was hoping that would be the be-all, end-all. But the problem is if the Vikings essentially win out and the Packers lose the last two games, there's a chance that the Vikings end up being the number two seed. And it's just a big, giant mess that I don't want to have happen. But this would be a great step in the right direction for the Vikings to not even be in the playoffs if they could lose to the Chargers. That would be fantastic. Jacksonville, Oakland, I don't care. Cleveland, Arizona, I don't care. Atlanta, San Francisco... Very unlikely that anything happens other than San Francisco winning, but it would be really, really awesome if the Falcons could find a way to beat the 49ers. Because again, outliers happen. That's what I've been trying to say for some time, to both say the Bears aren't that good because they beat Dallas, number one, but also that regardless of how much better the Packers are, there's no guarantee the Packers win this game, so they really got to be on their A game. I mean, this this is playoff football right now. It's not officially the playoffs, but this is the time in the year we got three weeks left that we need to start seeing playoff caliber play from these guys. And really all that means is consistency, not making silly mistakes, not missing tackles, not errant throws, not running wrong routes, no nonsense, just four quarters of just doing your job. Because the talent's there. The talent will take care of itself. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. These guys are already quality-wise. They're already better than the rest of the teams that they're going to play. They're better than the Vikings. It's just a matter of playing smart, fundamental football. Just do your job. Do what you're asked to do and don't make silly mistakes. Right? All these big plays that the Packers keep giving up is just somebody messed up. Stop doing that and we're good. Stop doing that and we win out. It's really that simple. Dallas and L.A., um, I'd like L.A. to win simply because it means Dallas loses number one. Also, as I said, there's a good chance that that would eliminate the Vikings from the playoffs. Not officially, but at least for this week, and it brings us a step closer to them just not even being in the playoffs, which would be so amazing. Buffalo-Pittsburgh, I don't care. And then Colts-Saints, we very, very much need the Colts to win that game. Not super likely, but definitely not impossible. And that would really go a long way to helping us solidify... um, that number two spot, because the Saints are the ones really, really nipping at our heels for that spot. Again, it's it can't be the Seahawks and the 49ers, because only one person from that division is going to be getting a first-round bye. So the 49ers can do whatever they want, and the Seahawks can do whatever they want. They can win out forever and get that number one seed, but only one of them does, which leaves the Vikings, who we're hoping is going to lose. Well, I mean, it, we just have to beat out the Vikings, because again, you can't have two guys with the same 
record. And then you've got what? The only lasting competition is from the NFC South, the Saints, and the NFC East, which is a joke. So long way of explaining that the Saints are really our only competition as far as taking that number two seat away from us. If we can distance ourselves from the Vikings and stay ahead of the Saints, we are the number two seed, possibly number one, depending on what happens with the NFC West, but that's its own problem. We can't really impact that anymore, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a tough hill to climb. But that's about it, and we'll have several answers to several questions because a lot of these games are noon games. Obviously, Packers-Bears is going to be the biggest one at noon. Uh, the Seahawks game is at noon, and then we'll have the privilege, or at least a lot of us will, of watching the Vikings game shortly after. So perfect day would be the Packers win at noon, the Chargers win at 3, and then the Colts win on Monday. If that can happen, clean sweep. Bonus, somehow the Falcons beat the 49ers, but let's not get greedy, and we'll leave it at that. Anyways, I don't know how this is only 22 minutes. I feel like this has been a 40-minute episode, but that's all I got for you. Again, I forgot the second break, so it's going to be a long first break. But anyways, you folks enjoy your Sunday. I'll talk to you tomorrow for Victory Monday. Have a good one. Bye-bye.